Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, unwanted pets and relatives, it's Mr. Palumbo, and welcome to another episode of the Professor Liberty Podcast, where we strive to learn what is true, what is just, and why the fact that the Pentagon has admitted the existence of real UFOs is not troubling anyone. I mean, seriously, folks, are we so consumed with TikTok that the news of real alien spacecraft doesn't bother us. We are living in weird times, boys and girls. Thank you for listening. And uh, I really appreciate everyone who turns in to listen to me rant. Remember, if you like this podcast, the fastest way that a podcast grows is through word of mouth. So get out there and share with your neighbors, your friends, your communist cousins. And that lady that lives right next to you who loves cats just a little bit too much. Today, the title of the podcast is Three Lessons We Can Learn from Socrates. We're going to learn about the life of one of the greatest thinkers in history. And we're going to examine some of his teachings and see if we can apply it to our lives today. Even if you're not familiar with philosophy... Almost everyone has heard the names of Greeks' big three, Socrates, Plato, and Aristotle. Hey, that might be a good podcast idea in the future, Greeks' big three. I might have to tuck that away for later. Anyways, you know, for me, I always get these guys mixed up chronologically. Well, really only Socrates and Plato. Sometimes I think Plato came first. I always know Socrates is kind of the, the, the last of the bunch. But they go in this order. Socrates taught Plato, and Plato taught Aristotle. Okay, so Socrates comes first. Socrates, or what I like to call Socrates, because that's how you spell it, Socrates, is considered a pillar in regards to Western civilization. Many scholars and historians will cite him and Jesus of Nazareth as the two most important figures that shaped Western society. Who would you put for number three, by the way? Yeah, I was thinking about this. I'm a big believer in the three-legged stool analogy. You can't have a two-legged stool, okay? So who would be the third leg that would be the foundation for Western civilization. Maybe one of the emperors. You know, maybe we could put Julius Caesar there for the political aspect. I don't know. But think about it, boys and girls. Think about being considered the man who shaped or at least helped shape the entire Western civilization. That's pretty impressive. So Socrates, he was born in Athens around 470 B.C., but that is an assumed date. We actually don't really know. Did you know that he never wrote anything down? Or at least we don't have anything still in existence. All we know about Socrates came from primarily secondary sources, uh, and most of that is from Plato, his student. Which, coincidentally, he shares this also with Jesus, who also we know from secondary sources, which I find interesting. Many will claim Jesus never existed while also completely accepting that Socrates did. Interesting. But I digress. Tradition states that Socrates was a stonemason and an avid wrestler in his youth. He was short, 
And according to most accounts, he was a rather unattractive guy. Poor Socrates. I guess you can't be both intelligent and attractive. There's so few of us around. He married rather late in life, and he had three sons. He also participated in the Peloponnesian War as something called a hoplite, which is kind of like a militia member or a citizen soldier. He was not a professional soldier. When it comes to philosophy, Socrates was all about asking questions in order to gain knowledge. Asking questions was crucial to learn how to process information and better understand why we think the way we do. This method of asking questions in order to find answers is called the Socratic method. It's clear when you learn more about Socrates, you find that he was a very independent thinker and doer. And you tend to get into more trouble the more independent you are. And ultimately, this is what's going to cause his demise. One author put it this way, quote, If anything in general can be said about philosophical beliefs of Socrates, it is that he was morally, intellectually, and politically at odds with many of his fellow Athenians, unquote. And that brings us to Socrates' trial. So you're thinking to yourself, how could a guy that's all for wisdom and knowledge and learning and education, why would the state execute somebody like this? And we never do anything like that today, right? Today we're different, right? Today we're more enlightened, right? Wrong! We're the same as we were thousands of years ago. We don't like independent thinkers and doers. We want conformity. Put your mask on. Get the vaccination. Put three masks on. Trust the science. Stop asking questions. Would you just shut up and do what we tell you to do? Now, I'm not saying any of those things I just mentioned are wrong. I'm not saying masks are wrong. I'm not saying the vaccination is wrong. I'm not saying do what the government tells you to do, or I guess not do it, is wrong. But we should always, always, always ask questions. As soon as we accept everything someone tells us, we are no longer thinking. And here, ladies and gentlemen, is where we really see Socrates. And so let's go back to his trial. So the first of his crimes were, quote, against the Athenian gods. You know, Socrates, his religion, uh, he, he not really a lot of, is known about his personal beliefs, but he definitely wasn't a believer in the prescribed state religion. Okay, so the Greeks were polytheistic. That means they believed in many gods. And if you've ever studied Greek mythology, you'll know that these gods didn't necessarily behave themselves. In some ways, the gods were worse than the mortal human beings. They cheated, they lied, they stole, they kidnapped, they even murdered. And Socrates didn't believe any of that nonsense. Socrates believed that divine beings would never act in such a way. So the Athenian authorities didn't like this. They saw Socrates, an influential educator, telling the youth that the Athenian gods are nonsense. Right? And the state doesn't like that. Again, the state wants conformity. The state wants conformity. The state wants 
conformity. So you can't ask questions outside the prescribed realm, right? And yet this is what Socrates did. This was the essence of figuring things out. To find the truth, you have to answer questions. And sometimes questions are offensive. You know, Jordan Peterson is quoted as saying, in order to find the truth, you have to uh, be willing to be offensive. And Socrates's other crime, and the one he was really executed for, in my opinion, was his continual strong criticism of the Athenian government. Socrates often lauded Sparta, which is Athens' arch enemy at the time, and he would constantly go against the government's policies, and he claimed that he was being loyal to Athens by resisting those charges. He was found guilty, and he was sentenced to drink hemlock, which is a poison made from the plant by that same name. So lesson one, what can we learn from Socrates? Lesson one, true wisdom comes from knowing your own ignorance. Socrates once said, I am the wisest man alive, for I know one thing, and that is I know nothing. Let me ask you guys a question. How do you know something's true? How do you know something is true? Think about it. How do you know something's true? Well, I, uh, my mom told me. I read it in a book. I saw it on TV. It was on Google. I don't know why it's true. Okay, settle down, settle down, settle down. Okay, so yeah, why do we know? How do we know stuff is true? Now, in science, we know things are true through observation mostly, right? But some things we just take for granted that they're true. And, that, and, and that's why asking questions is important. But another thing is this, this idea, and I take it as humility, the more you know stuff, the more you learn, the more you realize, man, I've got no idea what's going on. And you notice the people that know the least are the loudest ones, the ones out in the street right now with their signs and their hatred and their anger and their righteous indignation, right? And then you ever notice when they have those man on the street videos and they get, they get asked simple questions and they flip out, they lose their minds because you know why? They've never asked those questions and they, never, they don't know the answer to anything. They don't know that they don't know. And there's something about when you learn, when you, when, you, when you search for wisdom, when you search for knowledge, and you realize that you don't have all the answers, there's sort of a humility that comes uh, with that. You know, who am I to judge? I don't know what's going on, right? I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to figure out. But I'm not going to cast aspersions. I'm not going to lose my mind. I'm not going to burn down buildings because... I realize that there could be some truth in even what the radicals are saying. There could be some truth in even what my enemy is saying. There could be some truth in even what the government is saying. I don't know about that one. But you guys get my point, okay? The more we learn and the more we grow, wisdom comes by understanding that there's still a lot of stuff I don't know. There's still a lot of stuff you don't know. So maybe we should approach things with a little more humility. Lesson two, learn to think for yourself. Socrates once said, to find yourself, think for yourself. This is where I feel like I have a kindred spirit with Socrates. 
this is how I have always approached my teaching and my the way I educate. Thinking for yourself. Uh, there's you know there obviously obviously there's a lot of stuff kids they have ideas, and me as the educator, I might know that okay that that idea is not going to work. It's incorrect. It's silly, or I don't agree with it. Right? I've had kids try to argue socialism and how it's so great. And if you guys follow this podcast, you know that we are not uh, we're not big commie socialists here. Uh, but fine. Okay, Johnny, why is socialism good? And he starts to give me his CNN talking points, right? And I don't, I don't blast him. I help him through it. Okay, well, if that's the case, what do we do with this? Interesting. What should we do about that? Okay, well, what happens when this happens? So what am I doing, boys and girls? I'm using the Socratic method, and I'm helping Johnny work through why he believes what he believes. You know, if you punch somebody in the face, they're going to be mad at you. Okay? If you if you shut somebody down, right? And okay, so say you have a friend or someone at home and they're a they're a giant liberal or they're a crazy conservative, right? If you shut these people down and you don't listen to them, this is what we have today. This is what we have in society today, right? But instead of instead of blasting them and calling them names and and because you know everything right and your 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 neighbor or your friend who you disagree with obviously they're wrong, ask questions, ask questions, and sometimes not all the time actually uh, very very rarely you'll see you'll see something go off in someone's head you'll see the light turn on in someone's head right you're trying to share the truth with somebody you'll see the wheels turn now. Most people are proud and they're not going to admit that you have a point. Most people are going to stick. They will die with their stupid idea. Okay? Raise your hand if you've ever seen that, boys and girls. People are going to die. They would rather die than admit that they were wrong. And that's what we have today, right? But every now and then, a light will go off and you'll see somebody learning and thinking, right? A seed was planted. But here's something we definitely need to get rid of, and this is something Socrates would be condemning today. Nobody thinks for themselves. All my students, well, I don't know. Let me ask Google. Hey, what's the capital of Greece? I don't know. Let me ask Google. Hey, who who was the 16th president? I don't know. Let me ask Google. Hey, what are you going to have for breakfast tomorrow? I don't know. Let me ask Google. We have a corporation, a private company, who is peddling and has almost a monopoly on the dispensing of information today. And nobody cares. We just go to Google. We don't try to think for ourselves. We don't try to work it out ourselves. We just go to Google for the answer. And that is the antithesis of what Socrates would be preaching to us today. And finally, number three, changing the world starts with you. Socrates said, to move the world, we must first move ourselves. And, you know, that's another thing, guys. I think, like I said, the more wisdom you have, you know, if you have someone in, in your life that's really smart and they're wise, they're probably quiet, right, because of that first lesson, right? And they're probably uh, going to try to fix themselves before they try to fix other people. We're so quick to point the finger 
We're so quick to blame someone else and we do the same things. But there's something kind of crazy, guys. If we focused on ourselves, okay, so you don't like how people are yelling at each other. Will you stop yelling? Well, we don't like how people are lying. Will you stop lying? Well, we don't like how people are, are radicalized and they're staying in their little camps and they're talking over each other. Well, you get out of your camp. You get out of your little radical group and stop talking over people. It starts at home. Everything starts at home. Everything starts with you. And Socrates knew that and he was trying to teach us that as well. If we want to change the world, we got to first start with ourselves. Well, in closing, I wanted to share a did you know. Did you know that Socrates had the opportunity to escape and not be executed? He refused to leave, and he instead decided to go through with the execution. Why do you think that is? That's kind of weird. If you guys had the opportunity to escape execution, wouldn't you take it? I probably would. Well, here's the thing, guys. Socrates knew he was innocent, and if he would have fled the state authorities would have probably said, see, this is proof that he's guilty. But he also believed that a true philosopher shouldn't be afraid to die. One, uh, one other quote I want to share with Socrates for you to chew on is he says, the unexamined life is not worth living. And I think that kind of ties into his choice to go through with the execution and, uh, and, his, and his own death. Socrates was about 70 years old. He was an old man, and he lived a life of asking questions and examining and learning. And I think there's a deep connection between knowing things and learning things and kind of not being afraid to die. It kind of goes into this ignorance part, right? If we live a life that is full of learning and examining and questioning then maybe by the time we're old men and we're old women, you know, death isn't that scary. We've, we've lived a good life. We've done our best. There's nothing else left for us to do. You know, we're so consumed with prolonging our life and, and, and we're so afraid of death. But maybe we're so afraid of death because, again, we don't know anything. We're not learning anything. It's all about the here and now. And the more you learn, the more you realize there's more to life than just living. Many of us right now are existing. We're living, we're alive, but we're not doing anything. We're not contributing, we're not, we're not growing, we're just taking up space. And Socrates said, the unexamined life is not worth living. So if you're experiencing depression today, if you're experiencing a sadness, frustration, anger, anxiety, think to yourself, am I examining my life? Am I examining my existence? Am I questioning things? Do I have big questions? Do I have big questions about the big things in life? And if I don't, why not? Why am I not interested? Why are you not interested? We, we had, there's so many things out there you can learn. There's so many things out there that you could grow and contribute to society. So today and throughout the week, let us remember the three lessons of Socrates. Number one, true wisdom comes from knowing your own ignorance. Lesson two, learn to think for yourself. And lesson three, changing the world starts with you. 
Here at Professor Liberty, we seek to educate, inspire, and restore. If you like this podcast, please give me a five-star rating at Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to email me, email me your economics, government, and history questions to Professor Liberty 1776 at gmail.com. Until next time, go throughout the land and proclaim liberty.